Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. There's only one Eric's Family Barbecue location in Arizona. That's right, just one. It's in Avondale, and it's worth the drive over and over again. Barbecue restaurants that have several locations usually cut their quality for expansion. Not Eric's Family Barbecue. Eric serves Texas-style barbecue that never disappoints, always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Now, we know brisket is king, but have you tried their pulled pork with coleslaw? It's a match made in heaven. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Holy smokes, are they all over the place. The fireside chats are ready to go. I heard one guy scream out what he wants to talk about, and I can't wait to talk to him. He's an engineer, I think. Uh, not one of them trained ones either. Imagineer. Uh, <laughs> it's time for the fireside chats. Uh, you guys now have the airwaves. The airwaves are all yours. It's the final one of 2022. Thank God. But that doesn't mean that it's uh, far off till the next one. Let's find out what these people want to talk about. All we ask is you don't waste our time. Andrew is first on line one. Andrew, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, John. All right. Welcome aboard, sir. Please don't waste our time. Happy holidays and hit me. What you got? Alrighty, so I want to preface this story by saying I have no political affiliation whatsoever. Okay. But uh, I want to tell the story about how I shook Obama's hand back in 2008. Go ahead. This so, is great. Yeah. So Obama, you know, he's campaigning back in 2008, and he comes to northern Nevada, which is where I lived at the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm in seventh grade at the time. And uh, I was pretty strong, pretty athletic kid. And so uh, he comes, gives a speech answers a few questions, and then he goes around shaking hands. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Michelle comes up first, tells us we're the future of America, all this and that, and <laughs> she has a nice, firm, just great handshake. Right. So, powerful wow, woman. Experience. Yeah. yeah, powerful woman. And then here comes Obama, you know, one of the most powerful people at the time. And so I'm thinking, you know, this is going to be amazing. This is great. Yeah. And so he comes up to me, and I go to shake his hand, and it is just the most limp, He's a dead, dead fish, fish handshaker. Oh, dead oh, fish handshake. Never heard that. It's like that episode of King of the Hill where, you know, he shakes George Bush's hand. <laughs> right. And it's just so limp and his whole life shatters because of it. Now, my whole life didn't shatter, but that was a, that was a limp handshake. I was raised to believe a man's handshake told you who he was. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't be happy with that at all. And did you say anything? 
You know, I was only in seventh grade. No, I mean, not like about the handshake, but like just anything in general. Like, what were your words to Obama? Uh, you know, it was mainly him doing the talking. I really couldn't get a word in, but uh, yeah. you know, he just told us we're the future of America, all this and that. Yeah, Very. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then he but, went over uh, and he said, and "Here's yeah. what my limp dick would feel like in your hand, son." <laughs> yeah, pretty much the same thing. <laughs> but uh, I will say he did have. He did have the softest hands I've ever well, felt. Um, yeah, not I a day could, of work. I could tell he was using that cocoa butter. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Don't pander Why to Brett, Andrew. That? that was all just for Brett, you son of a bitch. The whole thing, you walked us down the primrose path of a nice story, and then you gave Brett the carrot. What a finish. Yeah, all right. Enough of Andrew. Thank you. That was funny. You know, it's a jerk. That was all. Look at us walking on top right there. He met the president. What a wonderful experience! And his hands were soft from cocoa butter. That was only for you. That's your influence on this show. You son of a bitch. Uh, Mark is on the line. Let's get away from that terrible person. Mark, are you there? Hey, good day, John. Hello, Brady. Good day. I'm doing the 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 fire stage uh, for taking my call Um, about this arena I have when. uh, what? When the football Hold on, you're on a speakerphone. I Mark, told him not to. Are you on Bluetooth or speaker? Bluetooth. Get off of it. I told Come you on. not to get on that. I heard I heard Brett tell you not to be on speakerphone. Get off of it. Oh, that's a speakerphone, I guess. Um, I apologize. Nah. Uh, the one the, that says speaker. The idea is that when, the, when we're playing football, we, we change the stadium for uh, the goalpost has a pit that opens up behind it, and when... When the sidelines and the referees or coaches are running, it becomes a fast-moving pathway, and then the, the then the receiver and the the defender fall down into a pit behind the behind the goalpost for a hail mary pass. Right? We've talked about this before. And, um, we have. The next upgrade is the yeah, where, I remember. Hold um, on a second. Why in the world would there be a death pit behind the end zone? <laughs> when uh, we we fight like in midair and do like who like, does. Like the defender and the receiver. And the receiver, oh, when they jump up for the ball. Oh, I see. So they're falling at the same speed that the ball is kind of. They're trying to find it. And uh, the pit that's the foam pit is also falling at the same speed. And they'll have oxygen masks on so they can, like, you know. All right. You're an insane person. Are you what drugs that- are you on? That uh, I'm, I'm, I've called third time now. This is an update. Yeah, the last the, time uh, he did the baseball stadium of nonsense. And then the, I remember. the uh, train, the underground train. Yeah, were you the sad. train guy that the, wanted to build the dolphin race? <laughs> yes, correct. You're an yeah. idiot. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Why are you telling me about the cocoa butter call? Yeah, that was uh, great. Uh, yeah, make a bigoted reference so Brett has fun <laughs> with it. Worst one yet. Mark, this, Brett, yeah. what is wrong with you that you keep coming up with these Terrible ideas that will never like you're wasting. I say don't waste our time, and then this a ball pit. Well, yeah, um, so football is fine. Doesn't need a, a pit behind the end zone where people will plummet to their death. Yeah, you'll see. It's the best. No, I won't see. It's never going to happen, and I'll never see it. Just like your train idea that races dolphins underground all the way from Casa Grande to Phoenix. Although more intriguing than this idea, never going to happen. So long to make. And besides that, the, the dolphins would hate it. It's just a the underground under- river. Yeah, they, you'd have dead dolphins float next to a train in a year. No, not dolphins. It'd be your pet fish. You know, I, I have my. 
serial number is and GPS this? inside the belly of the fish, and I can take it home with me. Oh, this is real. You know, like, yeah, this what guy, is this? It's Mark. This is Mark the crazy person. He calls every once in a while. Mark, what do you do for a living? I forgot. Uh, fire alarm inspecting technician for desert fire. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so you wander around yeah. to make sure everybody's fire alarms are still good. Yeah, life safety devices, correct. Yeah, they're very good. They're li- and, and do you tell people when you go into their homes or businesses these stories, or do you keep them to yourself? Uh, well, it, and, and family and people, I kind of talk with the engineers. Yes, I let them know about You do not talk to engineers about this. No real engineer would, would take two seconds of their time to hear your story How about the it? dolphin train. Okay, so, John, this, this, the next example of is when I'm on a high dive. Uh, <laughs> How often is that? Uh, Above, well, I have to. I'm, I'm, I'm in predicament places. You're in predicament. Peril, sort of my. So you're in your. your, Move on, Mark. You're on the high dive. Finish your crazy story. So the, so as 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 I'm coming up form to jump towards the where the hail mary's coming through. Also, okay, we're back on the football field now. There's a high dive, Mark. I catch it. I catch it above the a goalpost. If I catch it and then I'm falling down, and I throw it to my receiver who's already falling downwards. So oh. I catch. I have to catch it before it goes um, below no. ground. No. That's me as a high diver. A high diver. I do. I I jump and as I'm. Can the ball go faster than I'm falling at the same? As my you're, you're playing terminal velocity football. This is the this, stupidest yes, right. game I've ever heard. Everybody yes. falls no, to the ground. Do Upside down, throwing it downwards through a pit. I, I'm, I just caught it. It's just suicide football. It's the stupidest round, idea round I've ever heard. Well, show yeah. us how it's done. Then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brett wants a video of you trying this. <laughs> you leap, leap off of a three-story yeah. building and try to catch a football and then report back to us how oh. it went. Mark, your your bananas. Uh, where she works for the Cardinals now, and who does? Got the Diamondbacks. That's the on the. And who so are you talking about? I, they're making uh, my invest. Holy Christ! Right. I think you're like, fusing. Mark, yeah, Mark, yeah, you've got a, you've got something going on. Uh, are you uh, are you a married fella? Can't be. Where native tribe won't allow me to. On their property, or I don't want they don't want to own ours. <laughs> you're not. Wait a minute. Wait. I asked if you were married, and you said you're not allowed on tribal property. I don't know what that means. Was, Are you married or not? She's native. No. Oh, you're, you're, no she's native. Your wife's native. That doesn't answer the question. Are you no, married? She's my wife. Your no, wife. I'm not. You're not married to a non-native. Um, Correct. Yeah. What Have are you, you talking about? Toad this yeah. morning. Hold on. Don't ask him any more oh, questions. I'm, I'm on a string here. What, uh, so you were married to a native. She's. Not married. We're still in the same house, sort of. You know, like but you're not just the same room. Yeah, uh, just... <laughs> so you're breaking up with an Indian, and she still lives there. No, no, no. She's she's made that. Maybe she'll scalp her. Yeah, we need to talk to her about taking so. care of us. All right, Mark, you've gone nuts. Your ideas are still terrible. It's good you to know like that you haven't lost your touch. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Okay, okay. Well, I'll see you at the show. I'll tell oh, you. Okay. No, right. I'm going to call the police. All right. Thank you, Mark. We'll talk to you later. That guy is Holy. definitely. Holy. <laughs>
Christ. We share the planet with them. Oh, my God. That guy's out there with you right now. Oh. He's on the road. He's allowed to drive. He's got a responsible job. Yeah, he's inspecting fire alarms. He's the one that makes sure your oh building God. won't burn down because you'll be properly alarmed beforehand. It's probably from all the crack pipes that he smoked. Oh, my God. By the way, is there any worse feeling in the world than that noise in your house when you Yo, know that all of them yeah, are about to start one, going, yes, oh, which one was out. this? They all come. And then you just end up with a pile of those things on a counter. Yep. Oh, and mine are all electronic now. Because when you do an addition to your house, the new code is it has to be wired all together. I have and no then idea. they all go off, too. Eventually, because yeah. yeah. the one in the hallway went, hey. And then it goes, carbon monoxide warning. Carbon monoxide warning. <laughs> Change the batteries, hit the button, goes away. And I'm like, I don't know if that was real or not. It's a chicken little. And then over in the other room, ah, they're all churning. But the good news is it happened at 2 in the afternoon, which is rare. Normally, that's at like 3.15 a.m. They decide to start yelling at you. Uh, sorry, I had to reset Mark, uh, the fire alarm inspector. That was the worst presentation yet. That's his worst idea. Yeah. And that's think about that. His other idea was to have a bullet train underground that raced dolphins to Phoenix from Casa Grande in some sort of tube. I think this one was more concentrated on could you throw the football faster than terminal velocity? I don't know what the hell he Can was Can you throw about. a ball and to As a diving, falling, falling man yeah. and have him catch it? I don't know. It, wasn't there like a pit of death behind the end zone yeah, or something? I don't too? know what he was talking about. And there was a high dive. It's a game I wouldn't watch. Uh, Salvador's on line three. See, this is why the fireside chats are dangerous. No! <laughs> There's Salvador's <laughs> listening to the end of that call. I'm sorry about that, Salvador, but uh, Mark sometimes gets through and he confuses it all. What do you have? Oh, hi. Um, good morning. Hello. Um, I've been a long-time listener for about 15, 16 years. Thank you. And about 12 years ago, maybe 13, it's okay, um, I, you were telling Brady because you get so uh, uncomfortable around curse words yeah. that whenever you see Brady in public, to uh, tell him, F you, Brady. Mm-hmm. You know? So me and my dad were going to Mid- Midwestern Meat to have lunch around, I don't know, 12, 30, maybe 11, 30, something like that. Naturally, Brady was and, there. Uh, I, I, <laughs> yeah, he was talking outside with some gentleman. I'm not sure who the gentleman was. Um, so I talked to my dad. I go, hey, that's Brady from the morning sickness. Check this out. And so I flat out told him, F you, Brady, but the real F word, you know? Yeah. And uh, he cut, turns around, smiling in his face. Hey, nice to meet you. And I was like, okay, those are fighting words. What are you doing over there? <laughs> yeah, but he's just so awkward with, uh, with curse words. So whenever yeah. you guys make fun of him on the air, I'm always like, I know, I know from experience yeah. exactly how that is. It didn't, it was I remember a- when that happened. I was talking to my pastor in the church oh, out there on the what a love He doesn't oh, care. Come no, on, man. I'm willing to say after you, Brady, doesn't care about that. Yeah. I knew what he was You're not going to make him uncomfortable. They weren't fighting yeah. words. And uh, Brady, didn't, uh, Brady didn't fight back. He, he took the F.U. Brady as a normal thing, and, and he realized that you were a listener. Uh, what you didn't realize was at the time Brady was being removed because it wasn't all you can eat Tuesday. All right, yeah. time to go. Time to go. We don't have any more. You're all done here. But a Midwestern meats is tasty. Yeah, was, That's nice. Yeah, yeah, it was good. I had an open face like uh, open face prime rib sandwich or something. It was pretty tasty. Yeah. Next time you see Brady, also, throw in the word sea sucker. That's the new thing. Oh, see, that's the new one. If I would, if that was then, that then, then I would have used that one. Yeah, it's a good one. But Brady, um, Brady likes that, especially if his kids at the table. It warms my heart when yeah. I hear that. Yeah, he'll say it back. <laughs> What happened with Eric? I stopped listening for a while because um, I live. I worked five minutes away. It's been and I heard, ages. Like, all kinds of stories. Like he, he assaulted Brady. And, he assaulted Brady. It was like, a rape. There was a rape, and it was terrible. And we uh, had to. We, and Brady asked if we could just move on. Called him a sea sucker. There's Terry. Yeah, yeah. HR gotten. Eric HR actually got said and, he said to f you Brady at Midwestern Meats and tried to take his food, and Eric is no longer with us. It's a terrible, terrible crap. That was years ago. Years ago, uh, Eric. No, Eric. Okay. We parted ways. Uh, what two two and a half years ago. 
And Brett uh, stepped in gloriously, and uh, now the bigotry is at an all-time high. <laughs> I like Noir Brett. I like Noir <laughs> Brett, too. He's pretty solid. Well, Salvador, thank you very much. And next time you see Brady, see Sucker, okay? All right. Bye, Richard. <laughs> he does listen a lot. That guy's a constant. Uh, finally, in this whack show, uh, Aaron is on the line. Aaron, are you there? Yes, this is Aaron. You sound normal, Aaron. Go ahead. Uh, fireside chats are yours. Don't waste our time. Hey, I'm just, I am normal. Uh, just, uh, <laughs> oh, no. Said no one normal about, ever. Uh, it's about the Marine, okay. of course. Yep. I just wanted to say that I, I didn't give an S when 45 didn't get the guy out, and I don't give an S about him now. Yeah. You don't like the Marine that's stuck in Russia. I, I don't care. Right. Really. I, I, don't, I didn't care about Brittany Griner. I didn't care about the Marine. <laughs> and it's, it's like everybody's so upset about this, and it's, this is a four-year-old deal. Yeah. And that's the thing I'm kind of uh, – the nihilism in me says everybody's acting all up in our – like, you should see my emails. It's all this. The Marine was there. I'm like, what? nobody's been really overly fighting for uh, this Marine, Paul Whelan, his name, uh, for the last yeah. four years. We've known about it and done nothing. Once Brittany went over there, everybody started to pay attention like we were all uh, in the know. And you're kind of right. Most people have been somewhat indifferent about all prisoners in Russia from America. And and the one good thing we can take from Brittany Griner is at least she shines a light on the idea that we've got a couple people we should probably be fighting for. That's that's all I got uh, well, out of yeah, that. Well, yeah, you're certainly not going to get a, a spy convicted of espionage for a, for a lesbian black basketball player. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Depends on what you're drafting. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the whole thing does have a whole lot of all the sudden we care feeling to it. And there is some – it's a little disingenuous that we all decided to care this much. And you do think that even trade would be merchant of death for the spy. Yeah, that seems like a better match. Yeah. That's like catcher for catcher. Yeah. We just traded a point uh, no, guard the, for the a pitcher. Trade, what we got doesn't seem fair. I don't know a whole lot about it, but at yeah. face value, it doesn't seem like a good deal. But really what this is about is America's hatred for the WNBA. Like nobody, uh, All of ours, really. Yeah. And anybody who doesn't hate it really just hasn't been exposed. <laughs> right. The people who don't hate it haven't watched it. That's <laughs> that absolute fact there, and that's a beautiful way to put that. It's true. It's like you, if you don't hate the WNBA, it's because you haven't seen it yet. Because you haven't sat down and watched it for a yeah, second. Yeah, give it a, give it a couple minutes. You'll hate it just like the rest of us. But I, to me, it all comes back to that. That uh, the WNBA, its relevance has been uh, minimal at best, and it's been shoved down our throat as somewhat important for some reason. And we all just had a chance to exhale and go. It doesn't mean a thing to us. Keep her there. Well, it's uh, it's important that we realize what really means something and what really doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe it's opened our eyes to that. You could be right. But I like your indifference, Aaron. That's the kind of life I want to live. Well, it's, uh, it's complete and total. <laughs> Aaron, I think you and I just became best friends. Nice job. See you, man. Uh, right, see you, buddy. There uh, you go. Long time listener. I love listening to you guys. I oh, appreciate Thanks. it, man. Thank you, Aaron, everybody. Ooh, that I is like, strong, at least. Thank God. Uh, yeah, we had a little bit of a powerful <sighs> person on the line who, who has no opinion at all. <laughs> That's what I like. I like you guys to call with absolutely nothing to say. Uh, otherwise, we end Jay up with Mark. Yeah, but polite. Yeah, a polite Jay Cutler. And otherwise, we have Mark on the line who just, uh, I don't know what that guy. You, one time he had a baseball, an idea for baseball where the, the <laughs> fence kept growing and scooting in and out. Like during the game, it would move in right? and go back and get tall. And, get, and then if you went over the fence to catch a ball, again, death pit. You fell like hundreds of feet, and if if, the, if you could catch the ball on your way down, it was an out, uh, and the whole team, like you won automatically. If somebody hit it out of the park and you dove into the death pit uh, and caught the ball, the game was over. What the hell's wrong with this guy? Everything's wrong oh with him. Oh, my God. And There's then, always some kind of th- thing in the middle he didn't think about. 
He isn't just thinking like, about Look, yeah. there's nothing in the beginning or end he thought about either. What are you talking about? There's a middle piece missing to you that would make this okay? The, no. The underground I'm just train? saying what he's presenting. His, his idea oh. of the train was Casa Grande to Phoenix. And I'm like, okay, there's absolutely no call for that route at all. And then he wanted to build a, an aquarium equal length. That you would travel along in this underground train. And watch dolphins race the train. Why? And I'm like, this is a twenty trillion a way dollar to project. Use the uh, dolphins at the dolphin areas, right? Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> and those wow. dolphins committed suicide the second they heard the possibility. I almost did listen yeah. to that call. Me too. And then they just opened up for butterflies and uh, cafes. <laughs> I mean, I was against putting dolphins in the desert in the first place, let alone burying them in a hole that races trains. I don't think that was their design. At least we got to know him a little bit. He's living with a, another lady on the reservation. What was the Indian I, I, I don't know where that came from. I don't either. I think he's like Jim Morrison with like bad hallucinations. There's an Indian, all right, but he's not writing any cruddy Doors songs, which is also good. I think it might have been Jim Morrison because he makes as much <laughs> sense as Jim's lyrics. He's alive. Yeah, good. Let's write some. This is what would that is, uh, Doors fans, that's what Jim Morrison would sound like if he were talking to you today. I stand by my theory on Jim Morrison. Not a soul who likes the Doors would ever have wanted to hang out with Jim Morrison. One of the most insufferable pricks in all of musical history. Poet my ass. Anybody can rhyme light my fire with pyre and tire, you pinhead. It's fourth grade poetry. <laughs> Sober up, hippie. <laughs> Uh, there you go, everybody. Your fireside chats with Mark the Lunatic, who shares the road with you. Always remember that. Put your phone down. He's out there. It's 98 KUPD. Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.